Joining us now in our studios is uh, Rice County Attorney John Fossum. Good morning, John. Good morning, Jeff. Thank you so much for coming in today and spending a summer morning with us. Thanks for letting me come visit. You had a uh, good day the other day. You and uh, a lot of other people uh, were at the groundbreaking for the uh, new uh, Rice County Jail Complex, and that has been... You know, a long time, and we've been talking about that for several years now, but it's uh, finally come into uh, a, a definite reality as uh, the ground has been broken, the, the construction crews are on it. Uh, it was a big moment for a lot of people involved with that. Talk about it. Yeah, well, it's been at least a three-year planning process to get to this point. Plus, we, uh, you know, the, we had the bond issue earlier. The, the county got a good deal on <coughs> Excuse me. Got a good deal on the bonds. We're at about a four percent interest rate on those bonds, and uh, it is a uh, uh, been a long time planning. There was a lot of careful planning process uh, with the sheriff's office. Uh, I was involved. The uh, Minnesota Department of Corrections had a representative at, at the meetings. Our architect, our design people, helped come up with a plan that everyone thinks is going to work really well. We looked at a lot of different options. And so to get the thing uh, going, you know, we bought that land from Faribault Foods, 109 acres. Uh, some of it is going to wind up being parkland for the city of Faribault. Some of it will be uh, housing. Uh, there's a whole lot of land there that will be developed in, in ways that I think will be really beneficial to the community. And it is a, a great deal for for us. Obviously, this is a you know, this is a needed project. This is a, a county of with a population of 67,000 people and uh, running 30, 40 people in the jail. Uh, we, we need a, a full-service jail facility. Some of the cases that we've been talking about where uh, we have serious uh, you know, people being held on very serious crimes pre-trial, the couple of murder cases that we have pending at the moment, uh, those guys will be in jail for more than 90 days. And the idea of moving them out to somewhere else and then transporting them back for hearings and puts everybody at risk and, and creates an unnecessary cost. So being able to have those people housed in the county and supervised in the county is uh, a, of great benefit. And our 50-year-old our jail had really reached a point where it was not going to be functional much longer. And, and so... Uh, that the Department of Corrections was ready to shut us down to either an, a 90-day facility or even even less is a, a real incentive for us to have to build that that new jail and it it will be a, a, an excellent facility, a public safety center actually because it will include the uh, the sheriff's office will be located in that building and Sheriff Dunn was a large advocate of having the sheriff's office in the same building as the jail and and sheriff thomas uh, has agreed with that as well that that's a that's a priority and that's why we're we're building the building there and uh and where is that at by the way it is uh it will be on the north edge of fairbo mm-hmm. uh where highway three comes into town for those of us who've lived in the community for a long time it's uh, it's near where the old drive-in theater was on the north edge of of Fairbow at, at Highway 3. All right. Uh, and from the standpoint of the uh, uh, heading the county attorney's office, uh, your role in this, uh, in the construction process, uh, in the uh, you know, development of the land and the construction process, are you going to oversee, you'll have to probably oversee 
contracts, uh, the, the subdivision of the uh, lands that are uh, por- portions of the lands that are going to be either park or or uh, residential or whatever. Right, and we're working with the city of Faribault on that in in transferring some of those lands, getting the uh, the sewer and water connections to the property, uh, negotiating those agreements with the city of Faribault and adjoining landowners and making sure that we have everything lined up so that it it falls in according to the plan. Um, and, you know, that has been an ongoing process, doing the contracts with all of our developers, all the, all the winning bidders, uh, making sure that we've got our contracts nailed down and ready to go. And so um, we have all of that stuff in place in terms of the contracts for the construction. We're still working with the city of Faribault in terms of which properties or how those properties go to the city and what, you know, just finalizing those transactions. And that's what what is part of what's left, but also working with the, our contractors to make sure they're following our contracts. We had uh, Election Day primaries uh, just a couple of days ago, earlier this week. Uh, and the general election is coming up uh, in November. There have been a lot of uh, nationwide, of course, allegations of uh, voter fraud and uh, uh, some misdoings in that. Has, has any of that come to the uh, Rice County Attorney's desk? You know, we have, occasionally we have a, a, a complaint where someone has... Uh, registered when they weren't allowed to register. Normally that means someone who is a a felon voting. Uh, We've had complaints over the years of people voting twice, and it's it's really very few people in any given year. Um, At the moment we have, I think, two cases pending, which are uh, felons voting or felons registering to vote, which is prohibited. And... uh, the um, Minnesota Supreme Court heard arguments on a felon's voting case or felon's registering to vote case. It's the same statute. Mm-hmm. And so that was back in December. And those cases have been uh, holding out there, uh, waiting for a decision from the Minnesota Supreme Court. It just didn't make sense to take the cases to trial and enter a conviction if the court somehow decides that statute is unconstitutional. Uh, and if they answer the question one way or another before we get to trial, um, then we can either move forward and take the case to trial or we can you know, dismiss the case if that's what the law requires us to do. So we have, at this point, I think there's, we have two remaining uh, felons registering or voting cases from, from last election cycle that we're processing through, uh, but they would have been done by now, but we are waiting for the Minnesota Supreme Court to reach its decision. And once it does, then we can we can figure out what to do with those cases. Do you expect that uh, decision to come before Election Day this year? Should it come fairly soon? You know, I, I would think so. But uh, I've, now now that I've been waiting eight months, I'm, I'm not sure when it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I do check every Wednesday at 10 o'clock to see if it's there. And uh, it hasn't come down yet. So we're still... <laughs> We're still waiting on that. And once we get that resolution, we can move those cases forward. I think we've missed three trial settings on on one of them because we keep waiting for that decision. For about uh, two and a half years now, we have talked uh, about... Uh, backlog in cases due to COVID. Uh, as far as the uh, the catch up process, are are things caught up now? Are they back to normal? And 
what I guess what does normal look like? Uh, is there still a big backlog? Um, the the courts say there is, but they keep adding cases to the backlog. So as we charge new cases, they add them to the backlog, and then they say we need to clear them, which is uh, I, I find really difficult because it seems to me that the backlog should be the cases that occurred in those two years of pandemic, not the uh, not the cases that we filed today or last week or week after next. Mm-hmm. And that's what I that's where I uh, had a frustration with the courts and their calculation of the the backlog numbers. So. Um, you know, I think we are back to normal for the most part. Um, we have a retired Judge Jacob in for a couple days a week, um, I think, through uh, through June 30th of next year, uh, that there's budget resources for that to try and help clear up the backlog. Uh, we have yet to have uh, weeks where we have two jury trials going in a week, which was part of the plan. Um, but we'll see if the court, um, changes that and starts moving things through, but we have been able to try cases. We have been able to clear cases out of the, the queue. We've been able to clear some of our biggest cases and longest lasting cases out of there, which has been important. And, uh, as we move forward, we, we look forward to keep, to continue doing that. And, um, but we are just processing our cases from from the standpoint of my office we are processing the cases the way we normally would we're not doing anything to clear up lots and lots of cases unless we have someone who has someone who has a lot of cases themselves we might mm-hmm. find a way to resolve those uh to kind of clear up a, a number of cases but you know when you're you're going through those uh obviously you can clear them up either by going to trial and settling that or or uh, you know, have the uh, dependent, uh, you know, cop a plea, uh, some type of plea bargain agreement. Does that has there been more? Have there been more plea bargains uh, in the last couple of years than they've had in the past? Has that had an effect? And what about the trials coming up? Uh, are you uh, would you be hesitant at all to uh, putting something to trial, uh, the, even though it, there is a backlog? Hey, we still have to try this one. Well, sometimes trial is the only way to resolve a case, and, and sometimes people don't want to uh, plead guilty they, either because they, they say they're innocent or because uh, they think there's some hole in the evidence that, that um, would allow them to get an acquittal. And, you know, people don't have to plead guilty if they don't want to. They are free to have a trial. They are free to make us prove our case beyond a reasonable doubt, and we're more than willing to, to do that. Uh, if we have, you know, if we've gotten to the point that the case is ready for trial, we should have a good case that's ready for trial. Uh, if it was a bad case, we should have gotten rid of it a long time before that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, those are my instructions to my staff. But uh, sometimes things come up at the last minute and we have witnesses that won't cooperate or change their mind or have moved away or something else has happened and we can't take the case forward to trial. And, you know, that that's one way of clearing the case as well. I would say, in answer to your first question, that we have not uh, had more plea bargains during the the last um, two years than than other times. In fact, we've probably had less, in part because we haven't, for a while there, we weren't able to have that trial pressure. We weren't able to have that that threat of trial, that that end point to the case. Um, And now that we can, 
resolve cases and, and or can take cases to trial because we have uh, the court facilities to do that and the court is ready and willing to do it, able to do it. Um, we, you know, we, we continue to move those cases through to trial and even, you know, the, the settlement conferences before trial tend to be a good, good way for cases to get, get resolved. But, you know, nationwide, 90% of cases are cleared by agreement, by plea agreement, by resolution. And that I think continues to be our experience that the vast majority of our cases get cleared by plea agreement and some cases go to trial and those cases that go to trial, um, you know, go to trial for their for their own reasons and, and appropriately so. Uh, Rice County Attorney John Fossum is with us. Uh, John, we're about out of time. Anything else you'd like to add? I think that's what I have for you this morning, All Jeff. Right. But uh, thanks for again for letting me come in. Nice to see you. Yeah, thanks for coming in, and we'll talk to you next month. Rice County Attorney John Fossum, you're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN Northfield.